The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. I am your host, Tequila C. Thompson. Thank you for tuning in to the Keeping It Beauty Show. I hope, I hope you all had a great Memorial Day and holiday weekend. And to those of you listening overseas, I know you're probably like, what's Memorial Day? You've probably been seeing a lot of Memorial Day. I know we have listeners listening in as far as Jamaica, Haiti, India. Well, Memorial Day here in the States commemorates all men and women who have died giving service to this great country. So many people on Memorial Day, they visit cemeteries and memorials and it's also traditionally been seen as the start of the summer so i know many of you listening probably got the opportunity to go to the beach get it to get into some uh, barbecue and, and and barbecuing outside and just enjoying the outdoors and the weather I'm in New York. The weather was absolutely beautiful this weekend, and I had a great weekend. Uh, my neighbors next door are having triplets, so they had a baby shower and a barbecue. So we hung out with them for a while in their backyard, and they're from El Salvador. So if anybody's ever been to a Spanish baby shower, they really know how to have a party. So they had really great food, uh, and it was just good music, such a good time. And then on Sunday, those of you that were listening last week, you know, I'm getting back into my fitness journey so we wanted to find something that was active and fun so I went cycling for the first time in Manhattan which was like pretty cool because I'm always on the other side of it driving and always looking at people that are on bicycles like oh my god it's so dangerous in New York I don't know how people do it but it's actually pretty safe riding on the path on West Side Highway so it was a lot of fun I realized I just how out of shape I am (laughs) but I'm definitely going to engage in doing that more often And today, I was really hoping to get to the beach, so I'm jealous. Anybody who got the opportunity to go to the beach, I'm really uh, disappointed that I didn't get to go. We woke up this morning, and it was raining outside, So, and it looks like the beach was the place to go. Yesterday, when I was on the parkway, they were saying that the beach parking was full. And uh, Jones Beach has a lot of parking, so for it to be for it to be full, there was a lot of people out there yesterday. So you know, I guess we have the full summer ahead of us. Look, lucky for me, I don't live too far from the beach, so I um, hope to get to it soon. So today, instead, I took some time and did some self care and had got a much needed deep tissue massage. And now I'm sitting here sipping on some tea. So I hope all of you that are listening. Tonight we are going to have an amazing tea party and that you go find your favorite brew and uh, sit down and sip some tea with us as we engage with tea and talking about tea culture and uh, learning a little bit about 
um, our guest tea business. So tonight, as usual, is going to be a great show as we close this holiday weekend. If this is your first time listening into our show, you can catch up on all our previous shows by listening to our archives on iHeartRadio.com, searching Keep It at Beauty, and you can also go to our website, KeepItAtBeauty.com. Every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are here live on W4CY Radio, and we aim to inspire you to elevate your dreams, your love in your life so tonight we're having a tea party yay so as i said earlier get a glass of tea and listen into this conversation this evening joining me tonight is a phenomenal woman who is a college friend, uh, my sorority sister, uh, and she has just been such a blessing to my life, even in uh, one of my mentees now she sent to me to I Am Beauty. Brichet, if you're listening, shout out to Brichet, who is our graduate ambassador for I Am Beauty. And uh, Nicole uh, Allen, who is with us this evening, those of you that might be listening in, Tiffany Denise is not going to be with us this evening. Tiffany, we hope you feel better. She's not feeling good this evening but Nicole um, is the owner and founder of a full-service tea company in North Carolina known as Jean Marie Tea Company named after her late grandmother Nicole has transcended the concept of traditional afternoon tea creating the Jean Marie experience where customers can transform their living room or favorite garden into a beautiful tea room as philanthropist and, and strategist Nicole has developed a mission-driven model that puts a significant focus on supplier partnerships who have a personal commitment to using or creating socially responsible products. So welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy to finally have you. I on know. The show. <laughs> I've been saying for the longest time, I've, I've been watching your journey as you've been growing your business. And I'm just like, I can't wait to get her on the show and to learn more. So how was your weekend first? Let me back up a little bit. Oh, it was something fun for Memorial Day weekend. You know what? Me and my sisters were on the road to New York. My dad had a celebration in New York and we went up there. So I've been on the road, girl, just traveling. Um, but it was cool. It was cool. I got the, my sisters are my best friends. So we got a chance to, you know, giggle, laugh, catch up, um, do what we do as sisters. So it was amazing. Good, good, good. So what are you drinking tonight? Well, you know, I'm doing a line, so I have a, a gorgeous iced tea, and it's made with fresh berries and fruit um, with hibiscus, uh, mm. so it's amazing, so I'm sipping on that right now. Okay, I'm sipping it. I'm sipping on some something not, not quite as fancy. I got <laughs> some, some red zinger over here. Okay, okay, and I can't I can't tell you all the fancy things that are in it, but you know, <laughs> just some box tea that I got over here that I'm drinking. <laughs> Girl, but um, upgrade you. We gotta yeah yeah we gotta we send you know. some tea. Yeah, you gotta send me some tea. So I mean, so just give uh you know our listeners because like you know I had a brief short bio, but there's so much to learn about Nicole. So I mean, give our listeners just a little bit more about you, like where you you know went to where you're from originally, where you went to school, and kind of how you arrived to this point that you are like now back in North Carolina um, and starting this tea business. Yeah, absolutely. So I am North Carolina bred. Um, grew up there. Um, went to college um, in North Carolina. Went to North Carolina A and T Aggie Pride. I- 
right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, of course, that's where you and I um, started our friendship, mm-hmm. our sisterhood as women of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Um, started there, did electrical engineering. And when I graduated, um, I spent a year as an engineer and I thought, you know, my personality just didn't fit it. Um, I wanted to talk to customers. I wanted to be out the, in the limelight a little bit more. So um, I did a career switch and I went into consulting um, and went all the way to the left. I started doing a lot of strategy consulting at Deloitte, um, also where you and I um, have a little yeah. bit of history <laughs> as well. So we know that grind and that journey. Um, and so I did that for a little bit, decided, you know, had a really good career there and, but decided I wanted to do a little bit more. I wanted to get into not-for-profit. I wanted to get into government, um, a little bit and really create kind of social change. So I decided to go to NYU, um, moved to New York again. I feel like our journeys keep following each other. So yeah, they were, did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were in New York. So I went to New York to do, um, go to the Wagner school public policy. Um, so shout out to all my friends at NYU and, um, really learned a lot. Um, really learned how to really create a social impact through the work that I was doing. So did that for two years, graduated. Um, you and I talked about a lot of dreams of what we wanted to do from starting schools mm-hmm. to, you know, investing in young women's lives. And um, and then I started working for an ed tech company and, you know, really kind of changed my life because I started to see how education transformed um, children's life, not just on a local perspective, but on a national universal perspective. Um, and then, you know what, Akila, I was at um, Amplify, which is an ed tech company, I was traveling a lot, doing a lot of things. And I just felt like there was a call over my life and that there was something calling me to North Carolina. And I wasn't really sure what that meant for me. And so I decided to really, you know, listen, um, kind of listen to the inner spirit, right? And, and that in the creator speaking to me, just saying, hey, you know, I think there's something in North Carolina. And I remember I used to say after I left a and and you probably did the same thing. Like, I'm never going back to North Carolina. <laughs> you know, I, mm-hmm. that's, that's not my, you know, that's that's not what I'm due. I've been living in D.C. I've been living in New York. But decided to come back to North Carolina in the hopes of starting an all-girls STEM school mm. and getting some things jumped off in North Carolina to really change the the um, the look and the feel um, and the voice of who was behind the charter schools and so I came down here um, and it was a it was a different type of struggle I, I won't lie and so um, started to kind of do some work in education and um, realized that their the environment was a bit different than it was in New York right so charter schools are real big up there yeah. Um, and a really big in New York, and it's a little bit of a different area down here. And so um, I got a little discouraged, and I began to kind of really contemplate of how am I going to be able to touch young women and to create this, give them the same thing that I got, which was the STEM career, and to see them catapult and become um, leaders. And that is when I started to really think about um, how my life would change. And Jean Marie was really born because I wanted another way um, to touch young women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted a, I wanted to figure out how to really support them and, and really kind of um, change their perspective of entrepreneurship and leadership. And so I began to think about opportunities and Jean Marie was born as a company that could really make the difference in women's lives of teaching young women how to develop a business from the ground up. 
Um, and so that was one of the parts of kind of how I got here today um, and why Jean Marie is such a special part of my heart. As you said, you know, it was started with a dream from my grandmother. She gave me my first tea set and she instilled mm. in me entrepreneurship and leadership and creating a legacy of your own. And so I said, well, you know what? If I can't create a school, I'm going to create a pathway where young girls can come and intern with me and work with me and they can actually see what it's like to grow a business. So in the hopes that, you know, when they turn 18, they'll already know what it's like to run a business. Um, Mm. That's the story. And, And here I am now. And that is such a beautiful story. Like, wow. Like, you know, sometimes we don't know where life is going to take us. But I mean, the, the beauty of the journey and it's it's just so crazy just listening to you tell that story. It just reminds me of all the conversations that we had along along the way. I remember us sitting in, I think it was Max Burner. Was that where we were right before you left New York and all the things that we were talking about and look at how much has been created. And in the hearing, you talk about wanting to, t- to start a school for girls. I mean, I just came back from Haiti last month and where I worked with a hundred girls in Haiti. And one of the things that's been, that I've been in conversation with, with myself is starting a school. So it's like, and I would have no way of, of how to go about that, but you do. So it's a, it's just beauty of the this, this this conversation is just beautiful already. That um, uh, so I kind of want to to take a step back even further and so, so how long so you said your grandmother gave you your first tea set. Oh. So how long have you been you know making tea and I guess um you know making I guess your own like brews yourself. Yeah, so this is a funny story. So my grandmother gave me my first tea set when I was two, right? So what you know what to do with, uh, you know, parcel and tea set yeah. when you're two, right? <laughs> exactly. um, and so my sister has a really funny story. When I was, uh, I had a little, um, before we left to move to North Carolina, I lived in New York, um, born in New York, lived there till I was two in, in Yonkers. Shout out to Yonkers, New York. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, my sister, I had a little room with a tea set and a tea setup, and I would have my little bears. And my t- my sister tells the story better than I can. Um, and I had little bears around the tables, and those were my quote in quote friends that I invited to my tea party. And I would sit my sister down, and I couldn't even talk yet. And I would say do 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 do, and I would have a tea party. <laughs> and so. I've always loved hosting and having tea parties um, and knowing that that was just like a gift that I didn't even realize that I had, that that was something that, you know, my grandmother instilled in me. And I think that she wanted to really teach me about being a gracious host and being able to be humble and allowing people to come into your home and feel comfortable um, and serving others. And that was a huge part of my grandmother. Um, And so probably about almost, gosh, like, Eight years ago, I just started making different type of brews, like different teas with mixtures of cucumbers and berries. And I just started to. And the reason why I got to it is because um, I would go to Starbucks and I spent all my money at Starbucks, literally. Like I would go get their ice cream, tea, lemonade, um, whatever it's called, um, probably like three times a day. So what? That's like a venti. That's like twelve dollars a day. And I would always three times a day. Three times, girl, I was killing mm. the game because I was working <laughs> right across the street from a Starbucks. So I would just go in there and mm. I would always say, I can make this or there's some, you know, recommendations I would have for the Starbucks, but they wouldn't take my recommendations, of course. So um, I, started <laughs> in, <laughs> I started putting my own mixtures together and really creating different teas, a lot of the iced teas at first. Um, and people loved it. 
and I just started, you know, really thinking about it. Um, but my business really was about an experience. So the teas were always secondary for me. It was always about people coming to my home, people coming to my place and me creating such a warm, you know, relaxing environment. And that's huge for me. And I think that, you know, when I think about Jean Marie, you know, people always ask me, what tea is your favorite? And what's, what's the best for me? And I, my grandmother always said this, is that your best day will be when someone looks up at you and you realize that the tea was secondary. You know what I mean? When somebody mm -hmm. says thank you and the tea was secondary. So, you know, I've been making actual mixtures of my own for a long time, but I've been hosting tea parties all my life, Akila, seriously. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a big part of my business. And so when people come to me, they're always talking about, I want you to create an experience. I, I, I want to be relaxed. I want to be in the comfort of my loved ones. Uh, and I, I transform that. And, and that's what I love to do. So what give, I mean, I guess walk us through, uh, a typical tea party and what's a part of that experience. Cause to be very honest with you, I probably didn't go to my first real tea party until about maybe like two or three years ago, which was actually a tea party that our, um, the other young lady who was going to be on the show tonight, uh, her, her tea company was hosting something. Uh, and I went and it was a part of her tea experience. So many people have a, um, a kind of jaded ex feelings around, you know, if they had a tea experience that was like a bad thing, you know, people think it's going to be these cucumber sandwiches or and even though that might be a part of the experience, but sometimes um, people don't have a good feeling about what it, what it means to be a part of a tea party or a part of a tea experience. Right. So what is, you know, what are you, what do you look to create in your tea experiences? So the first thing I look to create is relaxation. So you don't dress up for my tea parties. It's a very modern, you know, kind of come in, be relaxed. The first thing that you're going to do when you walk in, you're probably going to get a glass of sparkling champagne. Somebody's going to be there to greet you at the door. Um, and you're going to come into a fresh environment where there's fresh flowers, where there's music. Um, you're going to see um, white tablecloths where you have all different types of desserts. Um, and then you'll have different types of teas on the table. Um, so that's one of the, the, that's probably the first thing that you're going to notice when you come in. Um, I, I'm all about fresh and I'm all about modern. Um, so I don't do the typical traditional tea parties where, you know, you come in, um, you sit down, you have on, you know, your white gloves and your hat. I don't do yeah. that. <laughs> Um, mm. mine is more, like I said, it, it really is one of those, like almost stepping into a botanical garden in your house. If you can imagine it where, you know, there are flowers all over the counter. Um, there's candles, there's, you know, different desserts that probably you would never think about that have exotic flowers over them. Um, and then people just come in and sit down and like really relax and enjoy. Um, one of the other things that I have is I have a white glove um, tea service where um, I have gentlemen that actually come in and serve you tea. Um, so that's always a plus for a lot of um, tea parties, especially a lot of uh, women are love that part of the, the tea experience that um, we love to be served by men. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so 
I have a, a white glove tea service, as we call it, and they come in and they basically serve you tea. They walk around with different. Um, I like to part. I have a. a a, a bakery that I partner with here um, called Zula's Bakery, and she creates the most delicious um, baked goods and, and very just exquisite, very different. She has like apple brown sugar, cream, hand rolled breads, raspberry breads, just everything that you can think about. Um, and we do a little bit of different sandwiches. So we do smoke, you know, smoke um, salmon sandwiches. We do, um, we're putting on the menu like a turkey burger, like just bite-sized foods, all different types of foods that you would never. So no, so no cucumber sandwiches? I mean, we have them, but you know, <laughs> we, we, we like to like try to get really funky with it. Like my, my whole goal is to kind of create something that you would never think about. So instead of the cucumber sandwiches, you might have a mini turkey burger, you know, or you might have smoked, you know, salmon, um, with a little bit of cucumber on it with, you know, a really cute different flower or, you know, some, a little chicken salad, just something really different. Um, mm -hmm. because again, people like don't want to come to tea parties. They think that they're like only for a certain type of person. And, you know, you got to be really quiet. You know and, what I mean? I mean, and, and quite honestly, as, as a millennial, and I will not speak for all millennials. I mean, when I, I'm just not the, the hat and gloves go to a tea party kind of girl. So uh, I'm loving everything that you're creating in your tea experience because it is so fresh. And when I think about the girls that I serve, you know, they're not always into the whole, you know, getting dressed up and putting hats on and so forth either, but would be uh, very open and excited by the experience that you're creating. So I love that you're actually meeting uh, us where we are at these times because the times have changed. Yeah. And the crazy thing, Akila, is that, you know, there are some people that still like, you know, the hat and the gloves. Mm -hmm. and, and I do that for a lot of people. But one of the things that I notice is that one, you know, everyone is delivering. You can get everything to come to your home now. And people mm -hmm. want to feel relaxed and they want to feel modern and they want to feel like they can put on their shorts, you know, and their tennis shoes and they can go to a place to go get tea, you know, and to drink it different ways. You know, I, I do iced teas and sparkling teas. And I have a very uh, different variety of how you can even drink my teas. So we're we're transforming, you know, afternoon tea based on what you've never thought about it before. Just think about going into a Starbucks, but instead of it being a Starbucks, there's fresh flowers everywhere. And somebody is putting tea on your table with a nice three-tier, you know, level of just different desserts and fresh um, items for you to enjoy, you know, over a conversation. So instead of going to get coffee you're getting tea you know right right so explain to us a little bit about like because people refer to tea parties as a part of tea culture so what exactly does you know tea culture really you know mean and um you know how are you looking to you know make your mark and impacting tea culture as it's been you know to date yeah, it's funny. I, I saw, you know, you had sent me some questions and I saw that and I said, wow, tea culture. I, I, I hadn't even, you know, really thought about that. Um, you know, there's so many avenues of teas. I mean, you yeah. think about, you know, you have people that are talking about using tea to get really fit. Right. And so you, mm -hmm. you hear about the herbalize and the, the different teas, you know, the flat tummies. And so, um, you know, Tea has been a tradition that has been slowly accepted in America. And I would say America mm -hmm. is slowly 
but surely becoming a nation of tea drinkers. And there's this culture where, um, you know, people are really looking to not just to lose weight, um, to drink tea, but also to create this environment where, you know, we're, we're becoming, like you said, millennials, we're thinking about how do we become more restful and how do we become mm-hmm. more peaceful instead of, you know, trying to drink coffee to stay up? You know, we're trying to think about how do we stay a little bit healthier and a little mm-hmm. bit sane and, um, and, and how do we create a more balanced environment? So there's a culture that tea is saying that, you know, that yes, there are caffeinated teas, but they're lightly caffeinated teas. Um, and it's not just about, you know, that Southern iced tea that we always drink. Um, and <laughs> there's just this, you know, it's crazy. And because, you know, we talk about the culture, but, you know, in 2014, um, tea was record at $10 billion, um, of basically sales. And that, that went from, in, in 1990, there was only $2 billion of dollars that we were spending in America, mm-hmm. and $10 billion. So there's this opportunity, um, uh, and a major, uh, benefit, um, that we are seeing in America that is really trending, um, and you see this, this, and more or less people are looking to find a way to relax and get back to having conversations, putting down the blackberries, putting down the phones and finding a kind of a quiet space. Like you talked about, you went to the spa, you know, mm-hmm. more millennials are talking about how do I create a, li- a work-life balance where I can, you know, work hard and enjoy my time. And so tea is becoming a very big part of that culture now where when you think about relaxing, you think about, let me get a cup of tea. You know, when you think about relaxing, you think about, let me go to, you know, I don't even know if it's, you know, going to a tea event, but, you know, how do I sit down and have a great conversation, you know, over tea? Um, and so I think that there's this just culture of, of just, you know, people are thinking about, I want to be a little bit healthier and what people want something new. And I think, yeah. you know, coffee consumption um, is, you know, becoming a little bit of stagnant because we're trying to, um, you have a lot of ads that are suggesting that you might drink tea and replacing it with coffee in a lot of households. Mm-hmm. I, I a lot of people talking about green tea and the benefits of green tea. And now, I mean, back in the day, you and you know, your parents and my parents, they were drinking coffee. That was yeah. it. You <laughs> never heard them say, mm-hmm. you know, let me put a little bit of green tea in my bag. Yeah. yeah. So, we definitely were not drinking green tea. Okay, you know, you know that, that especially like I remember we're going to, you know, we were going to like say a Chinese restaurant and so forth and they would have uh, green tea on on the table. I, I remember I would not drink the tea. I didn't like the tea. But a few years ago in my fitness journey to what you were just saying, one of the things that was suggested that we drink green tea, you know, you couldn't drink coffee and that the green tea was supportive in um, the diet regimen. So now I found myself now I actually like drinking green tea when, uh, you know, years ago I thought it was disgusting. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, the way I fit in in that is that, you know, I'm looking to kind of create the entire experience where not only that you can 
drink tea, but you can use it to socialize and you can also use it to gift. You know, one of the things that I create now is opportunities where you can actually give someone um, tea. And so it's almost giving them the opportunity to say, hey, I want something really healthy for you and I, or I want to give you something where you can relax and you can take time for you, especially as women. We don't take time for ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we're caring for everybody else. And so I've just seen an opportunity. And I think the bottom line is saying that now that we see trends and people wanting tea, um, they're wanting a different lifestyle. And, and so I'm trying to fit in where that lifestyle comes in, where you can have a tea party in your home and chill out with your girlfriends and really, you know, feel like you ordered in. Instead, you just ordered in tea instead of ordering in pizza or ordering in um, subs or anything like that. You ordered in an experience um, and it feels like it's cost efficient and everybody leaves happy. Right. So I was uh, I saw a quote. And, you know, when I was kind of preparing for the show and one of the things I saw is it says that, you know, if a cup of tea can't fix it, then you must seriously have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I I know a lot of people use teas with remedies like and I hear that all the time. Every time I'm sick, it's just like, you know, oh, you know, get, you know, some ginger tea or like this kind of tea or that kind of tea. So, I mean, now that you're like, I guess a tea kind of sore. You know, are there any remedies that you use? Any tea remedies that you use for different things? Yes. I was just telling my good friend who he is probably listening. Um, he's battling a cold right now. And, <laughs> and um, you know, men, they, they don't listen when we, we tell them things. And I was like, well, like, I kind of have a tea business. and I've been doing this. But um, one of the things that I prescribe um, people to do, you know, our immune systems get low is that a ginger green tea with honey and lemon. If you are battling a cold or congestion, that ginger is there to really help break it up. Um, and then a lot of times, you know, um, with asthma patients, honey is used to kind of help um, open up the lungs and of course lemon for your throat. And so that's one of the remedies. I promise you, Akila, every, it doesn't fail. Every time I use that, I'm able to get over a cold. And plus what the green too is, is um, it actually helps build up um, your immune system, um, which is really important when you're trying to battle colds, number one, because most likely if you got a cold, it means that your immune system is pretty low. So that's one of the things. The other thing that people don't know about is that hibiscus tea actually lowers your blood pressure. And a lot of, uh, especially older women have been talking to me about, you know, they're on high blood pressure medicine, their cholesterol is high. Hibiscus tea is the best thing um, for lowering your blood pressure. And as we get older, um, and as you talked about the health journey, you know, I, I, I started gaining weight. And I was like, oh, gosh. And, and it started impacting my health, you know, my, my, mm-hmm. my blood pressure. And so what I started to do is I tried to, started to drink hibiscus tea. And I started to notice that my blood pressure was lowering on its own. And my mother actually takes high blood pressure medicine. And she's been drinking hibiscus tea probably every other day. And she's seen a dramatic um, change in her blood pressure. Um, and she is slowly taking herself off the blood pressure medicine. So those are some of the remedies that, you know, I have so different, you know, different remedies. And I think there, you know, you know how people, the old people used to say there's a bush for everything. There is tea, mm, tea for everything, <laughs> for everything. I promise you. So that's when people say if, if tea can't fix it, because you know, tea, teas come from natural, we make it from natural herbs. And so, like I said, there's so many things that I now use that I didn't even know about before 
to really um, use it as a natural way to healing my body when I get sick. So with so with okay, so let's say with hibiscus because I just told you like I'm I'm now I'm sitting here looking at my box of red of red zinger, and the red zinger has hibiscus in it. It has rose hips lemongrass, peppermint, orange peel, like a bunch of these different things that are blended into this tea. So for the hibiscus tea, like is there, is it like 100% hibiscus or is it like the majority of what's in that hibiscus tea, hibiscus? I'm just, if, you know, someone wanted to get into like making tea on their own or just understanding what they're putting into their system when they're, you know, purchasing different teas. Um, when you say hibiscus tea, is that like, is that all that's in the tea? So that's a good question. So first of all, hibiscus tea is an herbal tea and a hibiscus is pretty much made from the hibiscus flower, um, which you probably may see in different stores. And so what happens is, is that you can mix the hibiscus tea with everything, but pretty much the hibiscus tea is just the flower itself. It's one herb. Um, And the way they get the tea is that they allow, they hydrate the actual hibiscus tea flower. Um, and then they wait until it's super, super dry and they turn it into loose leaf tea. So the hibiscus is just one single thing. There's nothing else mixed with it. But when you're talking about things like the red zinger tea, now that has a lot of different things in it. So it has the hibiscus, which is the hibiscus flower, which is a loose leaf tea. Then it has the zinger, which is some of that is... Um, you can is and hibiscus is also a diuretic. Just just to throw that out there. Um, but the zinger has, like you said, it has peppermint. When you say diuretic, what exactly does that mean for those of us that don't know? Well, diuretic means that it it it, it will increase um, urination. It will reduce your oh. blood volumes. Um, it basically causes your blood pressure to go down, um, and it combats um, um, cold symptoms. So when we talk about diuretic, it's trying to pull um, unhealthy nutrients out of your body. Got it. Got it. Okay. So are there any tea remedies that help like with menstrual cramps? Oh, yeah. There's like um, a couple. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually like really funny that. Like, um. You know, my my grandfather had um, ulcers, so I'm very funny about taking medicine, but can have really bad menstrual cramps. So I, you know, try to lean on different, you know, holistic remedies. So I would be interested to know, like, you know, what kind of tea remedies you could use. Yeah, so there are like a couple of teas. There are already teas that are actually um, in the store that I probably would you know, recommending getting instead of, I mean, you got to be a real tea, like advocate to go get a lot of loose leaf teas and start, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, mixing them. So I wouldn't necessarily, um, recommending that there is a brand in the stall- store called Yogi. Um, oh, yeah. okay. have you heard of it? Yogi. Yeah, Yogi. Um, and that's a really good tea and they have like a PMS tea. I say it low, like nobody can hear me, but, um, <laughs> you're in the air. Like <laughs> there, are people, there are people listening, <laughs> men and women everywhere. They hear you. <laughs> I'm Funny. saying like, like whispering to you, like there is a Um, but yeah, there is. Um, and really, what that tea has in it, it has like lemon balm, 
Um, it has cinnamon bark. Um, and so basically it just has a lot of herbal um, teas, but it's, it's called Yogi. And I recommend it to mostly everybody who's asking me about, you know, can I have a, a tea that actually will help me um, do that? So that's what I would recommend. Lemon balm, um, if, if you're trying to put it together yourself, lemon, there's a lemon balm leaf and it's just a leaf. And if you get that, you can mix it with cinnamon. You can mix it with um, any other type of sweetener or honey. And all you need is the leaf, and that actually will help with the menstrual cramps um, as well. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, get you some get you some lemon. The only thing that I would say is that if you're trying to conceive or, um, you know, you're, 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 you are pregnant, that you might want to be careful when it comes to the lemon balm leaf because of, um, you know, the things that it has in it. But it is a very... Um, it, it, it's not harmful. Like I said, it's all natural. It is a leaf, um, and it, it's, it's extremely good for you, um, and it relieves the irritability and the tension and the discomfort that comes from um, menstrual cramps. Is there anything you suggest that people drink every day that's just a good, like, for, you know, just a, I guess, digestive um, perspective and, like, you know, helping cleanse daily? Yeah, green green. I'm, I would green say tea. all day. Green tea is probably one of the best teas that you can um, use to kind of be that cleanser if you're looking for it. I know a lot of people that work out um, in the morning and at night. Actually, people don't think about this. People are afraid to drink tea because they think everything is caffeinated, but actually, green tea is not caffeinated. Um, and you can find some. Um, you know, it it will allow you to purify and kind of settle your stomach after you work out. So I always recommend people to drink it not only in the morning, um, but also at night um, before you go to bed. It's, it's really good and it, it helps. Again, it helps kind of act as that diuretic to kind of pull things out of your body. Um, and it also it, it's just it's really healthy for you. Um, a lot of people use that as, as a, a weight loss um, method um, because of the, the the different things that are in that tea. So green tea is great. Um, depending on what you're trying to do, like I said, hibiscus, if you're trying to lower your blood pressure, take drink you some hibiscus every morning. Um, it will keep your mm. blood pressure low. I have women, I order natural hibiscus flowers that are, um, and I actually put them in some of my cocktails and a lot of people will eat the flour because it mm. helps. Sure. So yeah, it's it's amazing what these teas can do. Mm, awesome. So I joked with you a little bit before um, we went live about, um, you know, now everyone's always talking about spilling the tea. So I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get in your business tonight, you know. <laughs> and you like, how much you gonna get in my business? But it's it's funny in that this generation constantly uses the term spilling the tea. And that whole concept really comes from, you know, the old Southern tea parties in the South when, you know, the culture was that people got around, they drank tea, they drank tea mm -hmm. and they gossiped about people. So this whole concept of if people didn't know where this whole thing about spilling the tea comes from, it comes from, you know, this whole, I guess, concept of women getting around drinking tea right. and spilling this tea, I guess, means, you know, you laughing, talking about people and, you know, oops, you spilled some tea on yourself, whatever. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, it, how do you hope that because this generation, that's what that's what they're coming in kind of knowing about tea. 
like and and tea culture. What? How do you want to see younger generations like engage with tea and what you're creating with the you know the G Marie experience? Oh man, Akila, that is like such an amazing and loaded question. You know, <laughs> I, I know. I, I, you know what? I want to see. We just had an event, um, Duke University. And for some that don't know, it's it's a um, a very popular school in North Carolina and also nationally. Um, and I'm sure people know about the Duke Blue Devils. Oh, um, but I just had an event with some of their scholars. And one of the things that we were so passionate about, um, and the reason why they wanted to connect with me, because we wanted to get young girls all over the Durham community where they lived in, um, you know, low income neighborhoods, middle class neighborhoods. You know, they came from Duke, from other different countries or states. We wanted to get young girls together um, to kind of talk and interact and realize that you never know if you're sitting beside the next first lady of the United States. You know what I mean? And so that was big for me because I saw the impact of these girls were sitting down talking about some amazing things over tea. And so if anything, I do want young girls to spill the tea, but I want them to spill mm. the tea about what they're going to, what they want to achieve in their lives and, you know, what they're looking to Amen. Do. They can, you know, <laughs> impact them. So I tell young girls all the time, come spill the tea in my house because when you see you're going to spill it about what's what's on your brain like what are you looking to do you know how can I bring other women that are doing things like Akila into your life so that you know what I mean you can you can think about a brighter future and you know I love Brache she's such a great example I mean she is what, shout out Brache such a good example <laughs> Of when two is. amazing women come together and say, we want to change the lives and the trajectory of where somebody is going, that it happens. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I, I use her as that example because you and I came together to change that young girl's life for the better and look at where she is. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that young girls will come spill the tea, but spill it about where are we going? I don't need to spill it about what you're doing with your boyfriend or who's doing what, but I want to get together. I actually do want to get together with young girls or if I was a young girl to get together and find out who's like-minded, who's going where I am so that I can create a great circle of people that I would have never created it for. And so I hope that our generation um, and not our generation, but the, the next generation can definitely you know, use, let's spill the tea. Let's spill the tea and talk about some positive things. And yeah. you know what I mean? I let's, love that. Yeah. So that, that is what I'm hoping. The other thing I'm hoping is that young girls will see us and really understand the true definition of entrepreneurship and sacrifice and that you don't have no one. You always have options and it is possible to get out here and become your own owner. It's not easy. And I don't think you and I make it, you know, we might make it look easy, but it's not easy at all. Do I make it look easy? Ah. You make it look easy. Oh, no. Yeah, you be out there like getting it. I'll be like, wow. I mean, I think young girls look at us and like, I want to do that. It definitely comes with hard work and dedication, but I also want them to know through our actions is that we're creating destinies for ourselves. We're creating our own pipeline. We're creating our own pathway. And I don't know if that was always shown to us. I think we were told get great educations, get your masters, go and, you know, go off and work for somebody. And we're demonstrating a very different action. And so I'm hoping that with this, you know, um, experience and this movement that I had that is teaching beyond just tea, but it's teaching about life and, and how to kind of create your own and be a self-starter. 
And that's just awesome. And that's exactly why we do this every Monday night. (laughs) (laughs) We're here live because we, because I could use this platform and this show for so many different things. We could, we could talk about the trending topics and what's going on. And, you know, about that. We could be talking about Angela Simmons right now and, and, and what's going on with her whole situation and how she has all, and, but I don't waste my time on you know this show to really you know meddle in the business of celebrities but more so focus on how we can empower those that are listening and especially you know young gener- these young women these generations to come so I just I, I just admire everything that you're doing and I'm just so happy that we had the opportunity to do this so I mean we're coming on like our last 10 minutes or so so I just want to you know ask you some questions on the entrepreneurial side of this as you know what were some obstacles you know that you've experienced in your journey you know and it might it doesn't necessarily necessarily have to be just related to your business but I mean you've you know gone through you know moving different places and I'm sure there 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 have been some obstacles that you've come across you know so what were you know some of those obstacles and you know how did you you know overcome them yeah, I mean, wow, it's, it's, you know, when I sit back and think, even just, you know, being from New York until now, wow, you know, and I'm sure you remember my journey. And I think through all of it, I think, you know, it was challenging to keep the balance, because I think that, you know, in my prior life, um, <laughs> um, and when I say prior life, you know, kind of my, my true, true corporate and, you know, the perfection perfection was always there. I wanted to be a perfectionist and I had to get it right and I had to be moving and that just wasn't sustainable and it wasn't ideal. And so it was hard for me at first because I tried to put that same discipline to my company and um, you'll burn out. And I did, you know, and so I had to really learn how to Um, you know, one of my biggest things is rest and people laugh at me. They're like, how do you run a company and get eight hours of sleep? Or how do you, you know, run a company and you work full time, you do this and you talk about getting rest. I believe in rest, you know, and I believe that (laughs) as an entrepreneur, I'm serious. I know there are so many people listening that are laughing, but you know, like I believe that you can't be great and make executive decisions if you're tired. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't do it. It's impossible. And so I'm big on getting a lot of rest, getting a lot of um, time to kind of, you know, just give your body some things back. And so that was really challenging um, for me at first. And I had to really learn how to to be okay with I can't get every single thing done. Um and to pace myself, I think, especially as an entrepreneur, you want to go so fast. Because once you get a little bit of momentum and you see a little bit of success, you want to go faster and faster. Um, and you have to realize you have to pace yourself. You can't conquer everything in one week, in two weeks, and even in a year. And so you have to, you know, begin to, you know, really recruit other people to help you put together a 30-day plan, a 60-day plan, a 90-day plan, a year plan to keep you focused so that you don't run 100 miles an hour, but your body can only do 45. You actually answered my next question because what I was getting ready to ask you was, um, you know, what would, 
some of your keys to success have been. And it looks like you kind of shared that in explaining how you got over your obstacles. Right. So, I mean, before we go, because I actually miscalculated, I'm getting this signal from Chad. We got like four minutes. So what's next for you, you know, and, and, and your business? Yeah. So we are just trying to, you know, I, I've learned through a really great friend that your business becomes international, you know, over, you know, overnight. And, you know, I think the, the biggest thing for me was next is going into, you know, just trying to create this overall experience where, you know, people can enjoy it no matter where you are. So we're trying to, you know, um, really increase our product lines where you're going to be able to create subscriptions to Jean Marie, where every month we'll send you um, a type of tea basket based on or a type of um, tea box based on um, what your needs are, what your um, desires are, your wants, as far as what you're looking for in tea, what you're from a health perspective, what you're needing and just put some really good tea products in there. So we're trying to create that, which I think is going to be big. Um, the other thing to do, yeah, is to um, um, really be able to expand the tea experience. Um, so to just go not, you know, not just doing homes, but really partnering with some really top organizations to really bring education to what tea can do for us as individuals, as neighbors, um, how it can create better collaboration, um, better community. Um, and so using tea as a catalyst to just create like positive relationships. So having different events across the nation where people can use tea to sit down and develop conversations again and learn about the positive benefits of tea. Um, when you get a lot, when you use tea in a way that supports, like I talked about rest, relaxation, mm -hmm. um, using tea for, you know, health and you don't have to do a lot of rigorous um, regiments to get healthy, you can actually use very natural herbs um, and different teas to relax. And also you can use being in an environment that is relaxing as a part of um, healthy living. So that's what's next for Jean Marie. I'm, I'm super excited. It's, it's growing faster than I can tell you, um, but it's, it's amazing. I have some amazing friends um, from my family to, you know, my advisor, Antonio Martez, he, he's really like supported me. And as far as kind of helping me take my brand to the next level. So it's, it's been amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here this evening. Let us know how we can reach you. Give our listeners your website. Yeah, it's www.jean, J-E-A-N, Marie, teacompany.com you can follow us on instagram at jean underscore marie tees um we're on facebook jean marie tees um so look for us everywhere we're, we're <laughs> on social media we're out there well, thank you so much, Nicole. I cannot wait to have an Iron Beauty, a G Marie Tea Company experience. Because yes. <laughs> uh, I would love to have you do something with uh, with 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 girls, and and you know, I have conversations. You create experiences, and you know, let's definitely do do something in the future together. Thank you so much again to our listeners for listening to us again this evening. If you joined us late, you can catch the full show on iHeartRadio or visit KeepingItBeauty.com. We got a lot. Lot of stuff going on coming up in New York as well as in Atlanta and we'll be coming to a city near you so go to Iron Beauty Inc. for all the latest join us next week same place same time tell a friend and remember 
a cup of tea is an excuse to share great thoughts with great minds as we did this evening. Make this a great week. Until next Monday, be beauty. Be beauty.